heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Welcome into the voice of a nation. Malcolm at eight. Uh, it is indeed another day here, another day in paradise, friends, huh? as they say, as we continue the fight forward. What's interesting about today is, as I got up this morning, I see it's World Population Day. World Population Day, what does that really mean, huh? But it got my attention. It's, I mean, something that the right, right away when you know that it's a day that's been branded by the United Nations. That should tell you plenty right there. And it's their um, uh, their population prospect and of what's going to happen in the future. But it's interesting to look at these numbers. A, a couple of interesting points here. It's also interesting to see which countries are growing, which countries are not. Do you remember we did a show? I did a conversation with you guys uh, a couple of months back. And I told you, in order to maintain your population uh, in in a country, and this is just off the top of my mind now, I don't have it in front of me, but you remember I told you that day, I'm pretty sure it was 1.66. No, I'm sorry, it's 2.1, 2.1 for sure. But the United States was 1.66. So we were already below that threshold of being able to maintain a particular population in the country. And you remember, I also shared with you that a lot of European countries are interestingly at uh, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4. A lot of European countries that have had uh, a lot of troubles with immigration out there and uh, populations moving in of the Muslim population moving in. And uh, those uh, those populations are being decimated. People believe there will be an awakening at some point and those countries will no longer exist. It's a bad awakening, actually. Uh, I don't know, something to think about, really, you know. So, but even in the U.S. here, we're not maintaining that. And that got me thinking about this world population day and what's going on. But there's a lot of other things, you know. And I got looking at some of the stats here that are fascinating uh, in in all hell here. And I I think the reference point on some of these articles was like, uh, what, what will we look like by 2050? Well, at the point we're going at, friends, that's if we're here at 2050. Uh, uh, I mean, the way things are headed right now, it's hard to even say sometimes. Don't you feel that way sometimes? You get up in the morning and you realize in your your reference, what's going on in humanity? You know, what is happening to people everywhere? Seems like the world is coming unglued. And uh, this fight of good and evil we talk about all the time. But but a couple of interesting points I want to get to. And I want to bring us some fascinating people here. And my my beautiful guests will be on in just a moment here. I must as well tell you right now, this Dr. Peter Bregan and Ginger Bregan will be on in just moments here. And I, I figured, listen, I'm going to have a conversation about the world of globalists. Well, i got to do it with some people that are in the know. And they surely are in the know in a lot of these things. All right. So what's interesting You've been hearing for some years that China was about 1.4 billion, right? Well, they're starting to get into the decline. You remember they had that one child policy for many years. I think it was about 1980 to about 2016. Uh, Again, off the top of my mind that that one child policy was in place. And they changed it, well, in 2016, actually, to two people, two uh, humans you can have. In other words, a family of two can have two humans. A human can have two humans. But it has to be within that family, <laughs> something like that. 
But uh, that obviously is a part of this. And so China, it's being predicted by 2050, 2050 now, will be in the decline and will drop down to about 1.3 billion. Now, in contrast, friends, uh, you look at the United States, we're about 330 uh, million right now, 330 million. Uh, I had to think a moment here because everything in our country now that used to be in millions is in trillions, not the people yet, but surely the dollars are, aren't they, the way they spend. But with about 336 million uh, at, the, at this point here, they're predicting the United States might be about 375 million, but there'll be some other countries that pass us, actually. And the top one that just passed just recently, and I've seen it when it happened, I wasn't there at the moment the child was born, but you know what I mean. Uh, India just passed China, and they're projected by 2050 to be, oh, get a load of this, almost 1.7 billion people. Man, that's a lot of people, I have to tell you. Between China and India, well, they've about got the whole human race dominated right there, man. Wow. You know, compared in contrast to the United States, that's remarkable. Nigeria will pass us, though, by 2015, they're saying. They'll, they'll be up around 377 million. There are 218 now. And that's part of the conversation, actually, we'll talk about today a little bit, is the growth of Africa. And I knew this was coming. It was remarkable what's going to happen in Africa, these countries uh, that are just populated beyond imagination here. You can just see and imagine why that is. Um, now, if it was all legitimate and everybody was having proper children with you know married couples and everything else, that'd be one thing. But I don't think that's the case, friends, in a lot of these countries, clearly. And that becomes the uh, unraveling of a civilized society, uh, you might say, you know. So a lot of this here with World Population Day is fascinating to me and the way the uh, the numbers are flowing and the future of humanity rests in the in the uh, the balance here of, of all of this conversation. Another thing that irritates me, and I'll I'll bring on the Briggins one sec here, but another thing that really irritates the hell out of me is they always do this carbon emissions footprint in, in the world, you know, and they want us to cut our standard of living down to like nothing, you know, right? You keep hearing all that. And of course... We're all made of carbon. Everything outside that's green is carbon. I mean, you got to have some carbon. I mean, I just went and got my new car. I told you yesterday, uh, my lease had expired. I had another car. And they said, do you want electric? I said, no, I want all the fossil fuels you have. The guy looked at me like I was some sort of an asshole. You know, I, I said, well, yes, I want fossil fuels. As many as you have. Give them to me, man. I want to help the planet out. Put everything green. The guy looked at me and said, oh, do you wise ass? Not, not really. But no, that really happened. That really, really happened. I said, no, I ain't doing electric. I want, I want fossil fuels, man. Come on. And uh, so, uh, the, oh, oh, the carbon. I was going to talk to you about the carbon emissions. It's kind of silly, actually. You know, China and India, I mean, all this population, they don't do anything to, to they don't, come on, people. They don't practice any of this stuff. They're not even in any of these reports in the UN and all of this uh, World Health. They don't have to, they don't, they don't know. They don't subscribe to any of these theories or thoughts or conserving anything whatsoever. They got more people on the planet. And here we are tightening our belt up so we can't breathe anymore as the Bidenomics. What, the, what does he call that? A suicide path to hell. Bidenomics. Is that what that means? Look that up in the dictionary, somebody quick, will you? That's going to mean a, a, a economic path to hell. Uh, good golly, where do these people come from? On that note, let's bring on Dr. Pre Peter Bregan and Ginger Bregan are here with me. And they are the authors of the game-changing book, COVID-19, 
and the global predators. We are the prey. My golly, Miss Molly. Lots happened since that book was written and put out there. Let me tell you. How you doing, Ginger and Peter? Hello. <laughs> We're doing better and better. You know, we uh, we both, as it turned out, had some pneumonia from COVID, if that's what it is, from the bioweapon. And um we're just recovering from that and from other ailments. But you can probably tell from my voice that I'm moving along. You're doing it. You're doing and it. And Ginger always sounds great. Hi. Well, yeah. Hello. And in your last couple of shows, I've referenced to listeners on America Out Loud Pulse. You'll hear them every Thursday on Pulse now at 5 p.m. And Pulse is doing incredible, uh, by the way. And the, it really is one of our top, top shows. Uh, but um, I was noticing in the last couple of episodes, your voices were sounding really good. It just sounded really great. And I thought, oh, there they are, man. They're coming back full throttle, man. Yeah, we're coming back, Malcolm. That's it. You're, you had a rough couple of months there and uh, with everything that transpired. But listen, I want to talk to you both about World Population Day and uh, some of the things I started talking about. I find it interesting in some of the charts and graphs that you do look at here with the population change that's going to happen here uh, between now and 2050. But I also mentioned right a moment ago this trickery they're playing. Maybe it's a good place to start, my friends, is this carbon emissions trickery that they play on to the people. And as you just heard me say, I just had to get a car. My car expired. You know, you, you lease, I lease the car. And, you know, when it's up, you either buy it or you I have great equity in it. But I get I get bored with cars, guys. I like to have something new. <laughs> I like the new car smell, Peter. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> and I like to get on that. Really, though, I like to get on the car. And it's a new smell car. And I look around. You feel I don't know. You feel a little uppity up for a few seconds. I got a new car, man. It smells good. So with the least you can do that. You can dump the other one and get the new one. But I had great equity in it. And so it paid off to do that. But the guy wanted to know if I wanted electric. I said, hell no, I don't want electric. I want fossil fuels. And he looked at me like, are you out of your mind? No, I'm not out of my mind. That's what I want, man. So, but what do you think Well, you know, it is a little dangerous for you to go around pronouncing things like that. So (laughs) so maybe you're a little out of your mind for for doing that in public. (laughs) Listen, I'm about the out loud truth here, my friend. Come on, come on. Who do you think you're talking to here? Come on. I just put (laughs) it out there. So listen- but, you know, China and India, they don't practice any of this. And why do we why are we doing this anyways? Talk about the shift in world population. What do you make of this argument? Well, first of all, it's the United Nations. Yeah. <clears throat> so what is the United Nations? <laughs> it is probably among the top most corrupt organizations in the world. It is avaricious, expansionistic. And it has, uh, of course, uh, within it, the agency of the World Health Organization, which is which, which uh, is part of that, Peter. A lot of people don't know that. Right? Yeah, it's part of the UN, and and it is uh, trying to become the dictator of uh, world health, mm-hmm. and it also supports um, the uh, the complete uh, socialization of health, the complete absorption of it in the government, and that's a part of the policy that uh, the United Nations stands for and that uh, the WHO stands for. So we're looking at an organization also that is kind of the umbrella excuse organization for the global predators. They tend to borrow things from the UN, like sustainable development goals, which I can talk about for uh, in a minute. 
but um, they they tend to turn to the UN for its excuses for taking over the world, for disempowering the uh, nations of the world and the peoples of the world, and getting them to obey the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, so the UN is really the cutting edge in many ways of predatory globalism. And this is a UN day. So I think that gives it a kind of broader, better, or more accurate. Uh, well, that's why I thought context. of you right away. When I seen it and I seen the UN, I thought right away of you and Ginger. And I thought, wow, let's not forget, Peter, remind folks that the United Nations, first of all, the headquarters for the United Nations is in our country, in New York, in the United, in the United States. I remember talking years ago when they started on this wicked road that they're on, that perhaps it's time to get send the United Nations packing out of here. Uh, now, who is in Switzerland, of course, here, but we created the United Nations. It was the United States that was the catalyst for this this whole thing, Peter. Well, a lot of the billionaires in the United States, yeah. not, not the general public, which That's I think point. has always been suspicious. Uh, by the way, um, when I was a senior in high school, <clears throat> an editor of the paper, I wrote an editorial praising the United Nations as a, our only hope to not end up with another war in which uh, it was uh, atomic war and we'd end up fighting with the wow. sticks and stones. Wow. And it got read on The Voice of America. I went to New York and I read it on The Voice of America. So I was a real progressive duped kid at the age of 17 when this occurred. Um, and it's interesting. You see, I could have been famous if I had only stayed duped. <laughs> and and, and they, they do this at a very early age. Right. They grab they, the progressive mouthpieces and they start, um, you know, giving them uh, perks and could have been the Greta Thunberg of your era. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I was a what little older. That little Peter running around, huh? I was a, uh, I was a little older than Greta. That's but true. isn't that true, though? But is it, how does that saying go, in fact, Ginger? Help me remember that a moment. Uh, like, when you're young, free-spirited, and stupid, more or less, you're more liberal thinking, and as you get older and mature and get experience and knowledge to become more conservative, there's a famous saying or something. That Churchill goes. said, if you're not uh, uh, left-wing or progressive when you're young, right. you have no heart. And uh, if it. you're not That's a conservative it. when you're older, you have no brain. That's it. That's it. That's that. That and that's. I think it was that short and that that. So how come today time. you, I, and Ginger have all? We have a lot of brain and and a lot of heart. How come that is, Peter? Well, be, be, because I think that uh, some of us really do try to think for ourselves and to keep our loving nature and our loving heart, but it's very difficult. People have a lot of trouble with it. But before getting into that, I, I do want to say a little bit more about the United Nations. And there, there is uh, in the world, a uh, among the elite, a real death cult. They have uh, forever wanted to limit the population. And of course, they very much live on, uh, on warfare. I mean, you look at the Ukraine with uh, tens of billions of U.S. dollars going to the Ukraine and the uh, International Monetary Fund is also supporting the Ukraine. So this is sort of the Western Empire is supporting the Ukraine, making it a war of the Western Empire. 
against the more or less independent Russia, uh, who, who doesn't really buy the Western Empire. Uh, and um, you just see that they, they don't, they, they're, they're happy to kill a lot of people. And this has been so hard for me to realize that this population growth limits, this comes from a long history of people who wanted fewer people in the world and who have hateful attitudes toward the people in the world. Now, the United Nations, you pointed out, you know, in America, supported by America, the um, uh, Rockefeller, the Rockefellers gave the land in Manhattan, worth God knows what, to the United Nations. And the Rockefellers themselves, you know, are population control people. And uh, John D. Rockefeller, who I think was not the Rockefeller most involved uh, in the uh, gift to the United Nations, but he's probably a part of it, uh, you know, is behind so much of all of the globalism that we see today I mean, and a lot of eugenics and and yes. now more recently they've glossed it over a little bit they call it population control and so forth are uh, they calling it that ginger population i think so oh. and i yes. think so yes you know think of it birth control population mm-hmm. control instead of outright eugenics mm-hmm. um but uh and nobody wants uh, the, the 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 globalists and the elites don't want masses of hungry humanity consuming resources and cluttering up their beautiful planet. Well, why don't they talk to China and India, Ginger? Well, uh, I'm sorry, you want to go on? Well, I I think that they do to a degree, but they, the first thing that has to be done is America, especially the United States has to be suppressed because until the United States and Western civilization is suppressed, you have a yearning and an urge toward and a working towards individual freedom and human liberties and human dignity of the individual. And as soon as that happens, you don't get to do socialism like you would otherwise, because you can't take all of those individual precious human beings and mass them into a quote, the masses. And so so we are really the wall and the bulwark between complete oppression and any possibility of freedom, we being the United States and right. more broadly, but uh, less, more weakly at this point, Western civilization. Which explains it, right now why they're why they're at this fast pace, Ginger. And yes. it's, it's, it's ratcheted up on suggestion. Uh, the the pull down of America, right? Yes. Well, Klaus Schwab said in his book that he brought out, um, I think it's the Great Reset. Um, it's actually called COVID nineteen, the Great Reset. The Great Reset, and he said specifically that that he won't be able to have a Great Reset unless America is is uh, overturned. And Trump, in particular, is really yeah. frustrated. It was a twenty in the summer of twenty twenty. So they are against the U.S. Uh, and the and so they're happy to let China, who provides most, they think most of their future hope for a lot of investment and control I, and control. I don't know what they're going to do with China, but with uh, India, but they love the power of uh, the Chinese premier. They they adore him. Well, India has been tied in now with the monetary uh, alternative monetary funding of BRICS, right? 
it is a part of BRICS. It's the eye. It, they, it is. That's it what is I thought. Indeed. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is supposed yeah. to pretend. Yeah. Which is BRICS is supposed is a fund of wow. several countries wow. that is supposed to become dominant and take over the position that the dollar. The well, US they've become the enemy out. of the United States dollar for sure. The currency exactly. here, yeah, they do totally. That's that's out in the open now, as well as of course China is behind all that and pushing that. China's uh, the strongest member by far of the BRICS, yeah. and China's doing the same thing through South Southeast Asia uh, treaties that. Uh, they want to turn it into. Well, let's face it, Peter. They see America at its weakest point right now. They That's see, right. uh, you, you know, when when you're going after your enemy like that. You basically, when like Sun Tzu would say, you know, when they're down and wounded, that's when you're going for the kill, right? Right. Well, the other thing is, Malcolm, that China is the nation that is best poised because of our own United States security failures. China is best poised to be able to sap off the intellectual uh, in, in, in the intellectual information and development and innovation that's happened because we have a freer society. And China is is in the process of we have thousands and thousands of Chinese individuals, uh, citizens and Communist Party members in the United States in sensitive security um, uh, security laden uh, entities and facilities and universities and labs. And, and those people are very heavily controlled by the CCP. And uh, they really, they can't be trusted the way that our country has trusted them. And at every turn, uh, I think that that uh, any any of our security entities that are concerned get blocked. I believe that's because you've got the Bidens who really are pretty close to China at this point. So no, the Biden, sure. the yeah. Biden administration. Well, they're criminally connected. Does it? Yeah, that's right. They are. They're so, criminally, criminally connected. Which explains a lot of these happenings that have been happening over the past. The oddities I'm saying yeah. uh, in regards to China, in regards to, <clears> you know, as I tell listeners all the time, uh, leaving all those beans and dollars equipment right near China in the Afghan Afghanistan desert says plenty right there. No American president would ever do that ever. I mean, that's insane. Right. Oh, yes, it was. He should be locked up just for that point there. That's I mean, that defines treason, tyranny and uh, against this country. You know, I have one more thing I'd like to bring up, which I think is so fundamental okay. to this dis discussion. And that is you can't trust a single statistic you're looking at. These yeah. statistics are all based on computer models. Well, computer models were what told us that a huge portion of the world's population would be decimated and killed by COVID, the quote, pandemic. Mm -hmm. And we know that that was off by huge, huge amounts. Mm -hmm. And all of these statistics having to do with how much energy is going to be available, how many gases are going to be leaked, how much population is going to exist, are all based on sequences of assumptions that are fed into a computer and then the numbers are crunched. You get one assumption wrong and you get wrong amounts in huge proportion. So I believe that mm -hmm. the statistics are no better than a propaganda tool. Mm -hmm. I am for, I am certain, although I can't prove it because I'm not a statistician and I haven't done the dive, but I am certain that these statistics are massaged to the nth degree 
just like drug study statistics have been in the past that Peter's looked at and that yeah. they're massaged to make a point of instilling greater fear, right. just like we had during our health, uh, uh, created health crisis yeah. Yeah. and instilling greater control on the part in a top down way also instilling control on the part of individual citizens. So you know how you had Karens during COVID yelling at people for not wearing masks, yelling at people for doing this or that, that were against the so-called mandates or the rules in the states. Uh, We also have people who are going to be like that regarding the the, the, uh, climate and population. And you ran into that yesterday when you bought your car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You ran into an individual who's been propagandized and who has embraced the propaganda, probably unconsciously. Yeah. Now, that's not hypnotism. Uh, That's uh, that's being fed wrong information and not having enough education to be able to sort it out for yourself. It's a great reminder. And you're you're 100 percent spot on Uh, when you look at uh, you're right you have to be able to discern the information properly ginger you're right there are a lot of charts and a lot of graphs when they get into talking about carbon emissions and what's happening to the world and all of this that information you're right is fed into ai and like everything with ai it's garbage in garbage out is the old saying what it is i mean but it's also intentional it's not like they make a mistake right it's not just an error it's no well because that's uh, goes to their world domination uh uh, uh, mission uh peter right yeah i mean that's easy to say there's two there's two facts that i think are interesting that illustrate somewhat of what's going on that we're not looking at um, one of the facts we published on America Out Loud in our column, right. and it really hasn't gotten around very much. But you remember way back that Ginger and I, um, actually, I think it was before we were on your column, <clears throat> way back in March of 2020, we we discovered that the um, uh, Chinese and the United U.S. were actually making SARS-CoV viruses together mm-hmm. with funding from Fauci. And That's we, right. remember we That's did right. that. And right. that was just when everybody, and of course yeah. the globalists are still saying you can't make it in a lab. It came from nature. Yeah. And then we discovered for our in our research in our book that there are actually no SARS-CoV viruses have ever been known to come from nature. And we've got at least four or five leaks, major leaks that the that the World Health Organization recognizes of SARS-CoV viruses back in 2003-04. So, I mean, that's how huge the lie has been about uh, what comes from nature and what comes from labs, and and that was ignored. But we did get this information up to Trump, and in April of 2020, Trump um, cut off the funding, Fauci's funding of Wuhan, and that was what really made us think we had a voice. And then we really put ourselves into writing the book. Yeah. Now, and this is just not commonly known, and we did we did write a column about it. In May um, of this year. And that is that um, the president of the United, not the president, but his administration has started refunding the exact same um, re, uh, research grant through Echo Health, where it, it always gone through yeah. Yeah. to fund the Wuhan Institute and to fund North Carolina. It's the same basic thing 
in developing, continuing to develop uh, these uh, viruses, these deadly viruses, this gain of function that pa- Fauci's always denied we even ever did. To create these gain of function so, viruses. So right now, this treasonous thing is going on under very treasonous under the under the Biden administration, where we are working with the Chinese, giving them our information. You can be sure they, they're parsimonious on what they give us. We love giving stuff away. And, um, and, and making yeah. more SARS-CoV and other deadly viruses. Well, right. Crazy. And, yeah, and they're, only, but they're, they're doing this all over the world, though, Peter, in all these labs. I mean, They're the, doing it, yes, yeah, yes. It's all over the place. It's not it's just that one or two. You're right. And this is that that uh, dude there, uh, Peter Dazak there. at. Uh, yeah, well, he's just the conduit. Well, I know he is. I know he is. But he's a moron. He's a moron. But he's the face of that. He's the face of Well, that's how we know about it. He did it tweet (laughs) about getting the funding and then i could look it up and find yeah there there it is they're funding again the other thing i wanted to raise which nobody is talking about and i'm I'm sure i I should mention it but the as this population growth develops Mm -hmm. the muslim population is going to surpass the christian population 100 percent. it's already happening Yes. And I do think it's worth at least bringing up because, again, it has to do with the survival of the Judeo-Christian traditions, which means democracies, which means non-totalitarian governments, hopefully. Although right. that's being destroyed now in the yeah, Western yeah. world. Well, let's pause that thought there. I got to pick it up on the other side, Peter. But you're right with everything you just said. It's one of the points we should touch on coming back. Uh, is that uh, that's where I started when I said that 2.1 to keep a uh, society um, in play. Uh, You've got to have 2.1 births. And right now, most of those European countries, Peter, are 1.3, 1.4, 1.2. I mean, they're below U.S. U.S. is 1.6. I believe it's 1.66 or 1.61 right off the top of my mind that that's where we land. Uh, I remember covering all this. And I've spoke to experts out there about what you just said. And there's no question, all of those open borders and all throughout Europe and the Muslim uh, migrants coming in and all, they've taken over a good part of that country. Look at the UK itself, Peter. Look at the UK itself. Right? We should talk about that, right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. They have a Muslim mayor. I have no objection to that. No, but the reason they no, have it is because no. they're becoming a Muslim city. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it, it, I know, I know. Yeah, That's exactly it. When you... Uh, this conversation goes way further than what we're even saying. And I'll explain more about that in a moment, friends. Let me also give everyone um, the news bulletin. And also, I don't even know if Ginger and Peter, if I've even, if they're even aware of this, had a change. But we had a big change on America Out Loud from the uh, aspect of uh, AmericaOutloud.com I'm talking about. The site itself, the, the actual site, is now uh, a big branding change, AmericaOutloud.news. And you'll notice it's a, it's a whole new logo and a look. I love the new header, by the way. They've gotten a ton of compliments in the last uh, 48 hours. Uh, this transition went on over the weekend. And we'd been planning it for about six, seven months. And finally, my, my team was comfortable with making the change. There was a lot of uh, particulars, a lot of details they had to be careful of to be make a long story short. <laughs> of course, me, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. I just want it now. You know, I want it now. <laughs> but they said, well, we got to you know, make sure we do all this, that and the other. And of course, they were right. 
No, but uh, now the dot com will still go there, of course, if you type in AmericaOutloud.com. Yes, but you'll notice your URL will convert over to dot news and it will always be that way. It will always stay that way because you, you've got to have the dot com to be able to really promote this other. But it, it diverts to dot news. That's the business we're in, informing the American people. And so we want news to be part of our name now, our title. Friends, we'll take a quick pause and we'll join you just on the other side. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome on back to the broadcast, friends. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, the voice of a nation, Malcolm at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Time weekdays is where you hear this broadcast. And please help us get the good word out there that uh, somebody is fighting for liberty and justice for all. And that's where they can hear the out loud truth right here back at America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, friends. Uh, welcome back here to this broadcast. And we've got here uh, two of my favorites, uh, really, Dr. Peter Bregan is here, Ginger Bregan. And uh, they were off for a little while there, um, got COVID pneumonia, hit them pretty good and was praying hard for them. And um, they, they're fighters. They fought through all of it, still fighting through some of it. This bioweapon doesn't leave your body immediately. Let's be clear. I've experienced it, my wife, in, in some pretty severe ways. My wife did. And so we know, we know what, what that is about. Many of you out there know what I'm talking about. And we're, that's why we're helping people on the platform to get over, get over long COVID, uh, struggle through those vaccine injuries. We have major uh, outreach uh, in these areas trying to help folks. But today we're talking here, this uh, population, World Population Day got my, my uh, interest here, a bit here. Let me be very clear, Peter, when you said earlier, well, Muslim, and then we always have to qualify it and say, well, we like because as soon as you talk about anything that they put out into propaganda land as that, you're immediately called out as a white supremacist if you don't like anything. If you don't like their flavor of Kool-Aid or Wheaties, 
you're a, you're a white supremacist, you know, right away. That's their answer for you pushing back on anything that they're pushing onto people. And this is one of these topics right here. The problem is I've spoke to experts not to make this about that, but Peter Ginger, the problem with the uh, the Islam population is that they have a different metric of uh, of measuring their life, uh, you know, versus the way uh, the Christians measure life. I mean, in the Islam population, they measure life by that, you know, it, that is perfectly good to um to die and and go visit the virgins up in heaven, uh, that that's Allah. That's how they uh, support and celebrate that point of dying. Like it's that's why they put. I, I mean, I know I'm talking. People don't like to talk about this stuff, but it, it is a fact. It's why they're comfortable with putting bombs on the back of their back and walking and blowing themselves up in the cafes and stuff like that. There's going to be a resurgence of that ahead. I will predict because of the people I've spoke to on the border here in the country and terrorists who are coming across the uh, border here. None of this is being documented into the logs, believe me, but it is indeed happening. And it's coming over the northern border as well. Big time, big time. Not to mention the Chinese nationals that are coming over and all the nefarious players for this Bidenomics BS that are being put on to their globalist uh, uh, program here against us. So I think that's where the rubber meets the road is a lot of these countries like the UK. It's not just that they have Muslim politicians, but the, the vast majority of the population now is turning that way. And again, if they supported values like we did and supported life and people, you know, it wouldn't be so bad. But the fact is, they seem to value death more than life. What do you say about that, Peter Ginger? Well, I, I think it isn't the main point, and I'm not sure what the um, average Muslim, I certainly have met Muslims who don't think that way. I think what's most important is the structure of the religion and and the government. And that is that um, Muslim countries, the government and the religion are one and the same. The, um, the theory behind it is that this is a total life experience and uh, what is uh, the religion is is the government. And in addition to that, it is Sharia law, which is a very different set of, of laws than us. Okay. So is, is this idea of the what is essentially a totalitarian government, certainly an authoritarian government, is brought more and more into each of our countries, it... Um, Okay. It's going to have a big impact. But there's also another uh, large issue about it, which is that there is not tolerance no. of uh, Christianity. And I was looking not tolerance at, of anything. Yeah, I'm looking at another series of data that I think is, is interesting. There are many countries of significant size that are 99 to 100% Muslim. Right. And that situation in a modern day can only be achieved by, uh, you know, the government's wanting that. Somalia, uh, 99.8% Muslim. Tunisia, 99.8% Muslim. Afghanistan, 99.6% Muslim. Iran, 994 Okay. Well, let, let me throw you a couple of angles here, please. Let me, let me Because there's so much to talk about here. here here's the thing. If, if you mentioned Sharia law a moment ago, would you agree with me, both of you, that Sharia law is, is a complete opposite of what our United States Constitution would, would say? Is that correct? 
it is not based on the individual rights. It is based on the imposition of the religious principles. Yeah, they, they, yeah they're, they're, they're at opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Right. The Constitution. Yes. Right. And they can't coexist, really. They're not designed to coexist. And then they get very clear on the Muslim population to be very straight on that. Now, if you're a Muslim, that means you're reading the Quran. That's supposedly that that's the rule. In fact, it says in there, if that's your background, if that's who you are, you're obligated to follow the 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 Quran. Is that not correct? Is that the way you understand it as well? Yes. Yes. Now, the Quran has comes. I've got experts on the Quran that can far out talk me on this topic by far. And it tells you what the marching orders are in there, frankly. And it's everything against the free people that we are against. So if those countries are taking on more of these Islam roots and that sort of thing, and they are against Christianity, as you pointed out, uh, that tells you plenty. And there are people who believe the world at some point is going to heed the warning of this because their goal is to take over the world. What do you say to that? Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I don't think there's any question about that. They're, they're almost a third empire in our book, in our new work that we're doing right now. We're oh, really? really? A lot about the Western Empire, which is cool. the Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, NATO and uh, Biden and... Uh, uh, the, the billionaires who are the big tech companies that have come out of the West. And then there's the Eastern Empire, which is um, the uh, Xi Jinping and uh, the all of his various methods of take trying to take over the West. But you agree the, the, this, this is a danger. I would say there's almost a third empire that the... So, and it's a danger. It's a danger to Christians. It's a danger to humanity. Yeah. Yes or no? Uh, I, I would say yes. I also want to point out... Right. Um, that the Christian religion has been dying out at the hands of the Europeans on their own. Right, right. right. And um, well, they've been taken over already. A lot of these countries, well, the long, population, long before this. Uh, well, but once you lower your borders and you did what they did, yeah, Peter, they had yeah. to oh, come on. That's all bets are off. Well, one of the reasons I think that all bets were off is that the Europeans have not taken themselves very much as having a Christian identity for a long time. Right, right. And and, uh, since they had a low death, low um, birth rate, I know this is sounding like this is a little different than what you were thinking, but I I do think that it's also important to look at the West and what the West has been doing to itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Ginger to opine in here. What do you think about this uh, this, um, point we're making right now, Ginger? I think you have to look at what the basic principles are of the different belief systems and mm-hmm. and cultural systems and faith systems. And if you have faith systems that are uh, basically founded and that embrace the preciousness of individuals and the uniqueness of each human being and the importance of each human being, instead of looking at people as masses, as swarms, as you know, uh, colonies of ants or bees or something. Human beings are none of those things. They can look like that from a distance. And that's why it's such a problem to have these incredibly removed, globally isolated uh, individuals and entities trying to run everything in the world. What about women's rights, Ginger? What about women's rights in that community? Come on. Well, uh, women's rights and and any kinds of rights become 
completely suppressed when you lose track of an individual, when you look at masses. Women are treated no better than dogs out Mm. there. Come on. I want to come back. I want to come back to you. You escaped me by going to Ginger. I want to come back to the issue that Angela Merkel invited yeah. All these people into yeah. her country. Yeah. Yeah. The the um, she's the catalyst for a lot of this, by the way. A lot there. of a, a lot of these that. countries invited in yeah. the, uh, yeah. the you know they woke. They invited in the people who were alien to their culture. Yeah. And part of it is because culture, the Western culture, is has was been dying in Europe and dying in the United States. Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, I've been thinking a lot about is whatever happened to the free West. Remember when, when we were in world war two um, and um, it was the free West or the free nations against the Axis powers and so on and so forth. We never talk about this anymore. And certainly they don't think of this in, in Europe. And the uh, European community, the EU, is a step toward globalism. And the European Union is is one of the major forces behind uh, get, joining the World Health Organization and giving up all the power over over health of any kind, basically, and to the, the Euro, And the euro is a big advance toward... Um, uh, central bank digital money and so forth. So while I think that yes, uh, the there's no doubt that the that the that the the Muslims are a separate, the Muslim nations are almost a separate empire that we have to take into account. The the what strikes me even more is that all of this they they, they didn't invade Europe, they didn't invade Great Britain with guns and tanks. They simply were invited across the borders. And Malcolm, in our Western cultures, we have had uh, way too much tolerance for what has been called cultural differences that are genuinely human rights horrors, especially female genital mutilation, which people can barely pronounce over the radio. Stop right there, full stop, because what you just hit the whole thing, that's worth everything, what you just said, Ginger. That's exactly it. And this whole, and it plays to so many problems we're having today. Ginger, when we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, all this BS, they use this as a crutch to get to all these evil policies they push onto the people. Yes or no? Well, what you have to recognize is that the United States and Western civilization has been going woke for a lot longer than That's we've right. been influenced right. by Muslim nations. Yeah. We've been influenced from a many uh, on many different fronts. Well, can Diana, I ask you both Diana this? West talks about this extensively in how communism and progressivism has infiltrated yes, 100%. Our, our government 100%. and our educational systems for 50, maybe almost 100 years. So let me ask you both, please. Ginger, you first on this here. I, I'm a very sincere question. Shouldn't we stop being so tolerant at this point? Well, it depends on what that means. Well, we're talking Malcolm. talking about exactly what it means. What you just said. No, don't don't escape the question with that sort of that. You know what I'm talking about. No, I'm not trying to escape the question, but I think that you have to have definition. Well, the definition uh, of what you just explained. The and definition what we've been talking about, of female genital mutilation mm. needs to be abhorred. Mm. 
needs well, to be abhorred. And it's all, ab- abhorred, what that, all of it. All of what, it. What that means is that means that requires really looking at all kinds of approaches and policies and attitudes that have spread so deep and have so many tentacles Look, now. we're doing it to our own children, for God's sake. Yes, we, that's right. We We've have got our own. Amen. I mean, read read yeah. Dr. McCullough's yeah. uh, 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 substack lately on exactly what is done in these genital changes that are done on minors. Yeah, we've talked about it on Pulse plenty. We've had several shows on Pulse. uh, I wasn't prepared for his photographs, his surgery. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we talked about it. But I'm glad that he did that. We have to face what we're doing. Well, he looks at it from a medical standpoint, in fact. Well, uh, Peter's actually very, my, my husband is very right in saying that we are doing it to our own children. It's become that. So, so let me come back now. Let me please hold on now. I want to dial it back a minute. So I asked you the question based on this conversation. When you asked well, what the factors are, all these factors we're talking about. I mean, there's no tolerance for the kinds of people we're talking about. They want what they want. They throw homosexuals off the roofs and kill right. them. They do. Right. They mutilate everybody. They kill me. They got no women's rights. I mean, you talk about human rights that don't exist in these populations. So my well, question Malcolm, is, this is, this is why we're supposed to have borders. Shouldn't we? That's right. But we don't have any right now because we got a lunatic, a madman in the White House that is tied to a global cabal who is squashing us, squashing America's freedom. Yeah. So, our, so, so Americans need to wake up. So shouldn't we be less tolerant at this point? I think we should be less tolerant. What do you say to that, Peter? That feels like a trap, Malcolm. That yeah, feels yeah, like I'm the a little wrong su- question. I think I'm a little surprised at how you're talking, Malcolm. It's almost like you are trying to push us. It, it feels like the wrong extreme, question. Uh, I think we should be less position. tolerant at this point. Well, I'm gonna, I don't know I, what I, that let me means. trick myself. Well, I what does that what, mean? Well, it means what, that we need no, to stand minute, up hang for on, Christian values. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a like a, a progressive, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of really wonderful. Muslim people in the United States today. I've had in my practice more than once Muslim clients with whom I shared more than I did with some Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really don't want to go there. And again, you can't just mass an entire population into uh, some sort of uh, 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 a, a cultural. What I always wondered is why don't the good uh, Muslim people that do, and I, I know exactly what you're talking well, about. Well, you're asking us that question, and we're the wrong people to ask you. No, but I'll answer it. Why? What don't... about the good American people who do not stand up on any of these issues? Malcolm, I'm not agreeing with you. Well, well, I think you're misunderstanding me. I'm, I'm talking. Let me now. Let me refer. You're totally both misunderstanding me. Quite frankly. Uh, what I'm suggesting is I'm talking about against all evil, Peter. Let me, I'm not talking about Muslim. I'm talking about white. I'm talking about black. I'm talking about Asian. I don't care what it is. All of it. Shouldn't we be less tolerant against this evil? That's the question. I do not agree with the authoritarianism and some of the abuses of the Muslim religion, but I do not want to be put in the corner of condemning Muslims, nor do I want to be in the corner of condemning American Muslims. What I'm condemning, well, this isn't about Muslims. It's about yes, evil. What I am Forget Muslims. Hey, hey, hold on. What I am condemning is turning the Western democracies, such as they are right now, 
into authoritarian states in which people can be subjected to Sharia law okay. and uh, th- uh, things of that nature. Right. And I really don't want to. I don't okay. accept. Understood everything you're just saying, Peter. That, But we're not talking. I, I think you reiterated that you were thinking I was talking about Muslims because of the. Com- no, I'm talking about evil. I'm talking about being less tolerant when you're talking about Christian values and values for free thinking people, not a totalitarian uh, uh, atmosphere. I'm talking about pushing back against that. In other words, Jesus- I'd like to see a lot more pushing back against Biden. I'd like to see a lot more Americans standing up for freedom, meeting in large numbers in defiance of January 6th, meeting in by the millions in Washington, D.C. Pushing back on their on their education departments and on their uh, education and their elementary schools. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, their local communities, their county um, their county or organizations and so forth, right from the ground yeah. up, that yeah. kind of pushing Agree, agree. Uh, well, you made the comment just a bit ago, which was a perfect comment, Jinju, when you talked about the how this equity business, uh, diversity business is used to entrap people in a way of thinking, right? Is that more or less uh, fra- uh, phrase what you were saying? Well, it is. Um, Equity and diversity and that whole thing is not based on the Constitution and on the First and on the First Amendment. All right. So you talk it's a bit of entrapment kind of thing. I think we're on to something is what. And then when I ask the question, shouldn't we be less tolerant? That's the question I'm asking. Shouldn't we be less tolerant about this equity diversity? In other words, it's being used as a tool to bludgeon uh, Christian uh, uh, people, American people who really do believe in diversity. Peter, back to your point. I, I've never been intolerant to any particular group. Well, period. diversity is a problem. Many of these people who want to come to America are free, fleeing diversity. It is hard to have a democracy that is dominated by the concept of diversity rather than the melting pot. This country succeeded because we were a melting pot in the minds of people, at least. And uh, those who came over, Jews like uh, my father who came over to this country as children, wanted to become Americans. And now we're ashamed to be Americans. And I I would like to put in much more energy into saying, Americans, stop being ashamed of yourselves. For God's sake, stand up for the fundamentals of this country, which our founders outlined for us. And I think getting tied up with the world, tolerance is not a good one. We need to stand up for freedom and stop people who are taking our freedom away now. Because right. we're at the end of the we're at the end of the road. We're at the end of the road. Okay, so Doctor Peter Bregan, Ginger Bregan, almost out of time, friends. And uh, as you hear the conversation now, yeah. So let me put this in a, a last couple of commentary points on this. You, you know, America has always prided itself, and I have always prided myself on being an American for diversity of opinion, diversity of thought, diversity of being an open thinker, uh, and being tolerant of all these things. 
the evil is is out in the open. I mean, we see what's happening here. It's it's not just Biden. It's be it's Biden on steroids. Everything that is happening in the world, uh, and it, it is a globalist movement that is uh, right now in play to take this country down and take a whole lot more with it as well. It's interesting that on Population Day, when you step back and you look at the world, you see where the world is headed and where will it be You know, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now. And you can read between some of these uh, flow, this information flow and begin to see some of the problem spots that are developing. I think what we've got to say back to appreciating who America is and who Americans are, that this country was built on being open-minded and diversity of thought, diversity of people, 100%. But all of this diversity, equity, inclusion, that is entrapment. It's an entrapment of our minds as free thinkers. And I think at this point, we've got to stand our... When I talk about being less tolerance, it's less tolerance against that evil right there, that evil agenda. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yes, I think... Any population, there are good people and bad people amongst every group. It's always been that way because human beings, it's, I mean, it's not married to one particular group of people. It's all over the place, but we, we've got to stand up for what's right and push back on this evil everywhere. That's where we've got to be less tolerant, period, against any part of it. And so whatever population it is, it doesn't matter what religious background it is. That's what really has to happen here, friends. And that's got to be the goal and the motivation. But and if not, as you see in these cultures are going to they're going to bleed out. Uh, there's going to be no 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 life left in any of this as, as Europe is already experiencing. And as uh, Peter was talking about a moment ago with even Angela Merkel, and uh, she was a real nuance to a lot of that problems that transpired. Uh, with dropping all the borders out there in Europe and all that happened and the influx of all the population that came in. Call it whatever you want, people. Uh, and we're having the same thing here. Biden is a present day what Merkel did in Europe. She, he's doing the same damn thing. And it's hard to recoup, rebuild from some of that is the problem. So the problems are many. So at the point of World Population Day, perhaps it's time we step back and we really take a look at our lives, understand what the stakes are, and understand that we stand for principles uh, and that we become less tolerant uh, toward an evil agenda of all the things we talk about, everything from mutilation to rights. Uh, to breathe in free, clean air and being an open-minded people. That's, I guess that, that'd be my message, I guess, uh, in a simple form of World Population Day. Push back on the United Nations and their overreaching agenda. Friends, that's all the time we have here for today. Thank you for joining me on a spirited conversation here. It's time to get involved in the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.